podcast i'm steve i'm brandon dude how you doing brandon dude i'm good i yeah. uh yeah i'm good we are we are knee deep neck deep at this point belly yeah, deep i don't know and yeah, uh, we're over halfway i'm pretty sure yeah we're we're stuffing ourselves full of hanks we're very hankful we are very hankful we are very hankful speaking of hankful we yeah. have um the second of the dynamic duo that we stole this from Absolutely, one hundred percent. And we felt like we needed to bring them on as a way to publicly apologize for stealing without t- asking. But you know, well, we I definitely fe- didn't ask. No, we didn't ask. But you know, I feel like I I felt that it was okay to more like take and then ask for forgiveness later. Mandy already gave us her. her she it's true. Told, told was she cool. was. She was. If you listen she to that episode, you, you will tell that she may or may not have been one hundred percent there because you know adult beverages but you sure, know whatever yeah. starting yeah. at 6 p.m yeah oh yeah she told us even, like it like an hour before to start talking yet or not oh, you can start oh, you're talking. fine you're fine I, it you. was so difficult for me to not pipe in when you guys were introducing yourselves i was like and no nope, and right. and this guy I mean, you absolutely could have it, it would have been it, it would have been fine people do i will that tell all you I, i'm fairly certain that we didn't come up with this idea anyway so i think oh. mandy brought it to the table so i can't immediately take it away from mandy but i feel like Thanksgiving was a thing, was an established thing prior to us using it. So okay. I say it's at this point, it's like public domain. Just you know? public domain. Okay. All right. Like I that. say you can use it, but then you must pass it on to somebody else. That's the thing. Oh, I'm sure. I, yeah. I've, I've realized that this is a month of very intense Tom Hanks. So I, we may not do this for at least a couple more years, but you know, who knows? For sure. But dude, yeah. I want to do, I want to do Tarantino next time. Tarantino Tuesdays for like, uh, for a whole month for a whole month of yes yes oh my god that's all that's yeah and then on the cuff of things look at that right for sure brandon who are we talking to do we've heard his voice but we've heard his his voice it's you know but it's been a while since we've heard his voice it has been a while third time coming back he -hmm. was with us for uh avenue q like he back was, to back i was with you guys yeah, yeah it was like within a month know, within a month a of each other in between yeah. or something yeah right and uh and uh weird al yankovic and uh yeah so we uh we figured you know happy thanksgiving as a part of you know what was um matt and mandy's show another episode podcast they they did this in november and i'm like you know what because this is their first um holiday season away from from Sans the, the podcast, the yeah. podcasting right. stuff. I'm like, you know what? Let let's take it and let's go with it a little bit. Put the notes, my goat spin on it. Um, so guys, welcome to the podcast again. We've got comedian and gnome artist, um, yeah. and former podcaster and probably current podcaster. You never know what his life. Yeah, is, we'll is, see what happens. Whatever. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Please welcome back to the podcast, Matt Harper. Matt, welcome back to the podcast, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate uh, being back on. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Matt, we gave you a list of some, you know, movies, uh, soundtracks to to listen to. And without a doubt, I mean, we sent that Jump list and within uh, probably 30 seconds, you're like, this is it. So, Matt, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about that thing you do, the directorial and writing debut of Mr. Thomas Hanks. Yes, yes, we, yes are. we are. America's dad. I don't know. What is he this, at this point? You think he's okay um, with being referred to as that? I don't know. Probably. 
and Rita Wilson's man? bodyguard probably. Is he, is he a leading man still? Do you think? Like, can he? Can I he think so. I think with the I think with the right role, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's not like. Like you know, just jump Phillips. in and take everything. Like Cap, yeah, Captain Phillips. He can, sure. if it's the right fit for him. Yeah, he's still he's still a leading oh, yeah. guy. But I think he's, I think he's actually probably okay with being that supporting guy now too. Like he just kind of doing his thing. He, rolled, he is. He rolled the wave. He's just kind of hanging out now. So he is gonna be like the least like risque pick for any of that though. He's not yeah. going to do anything stupid like you know, you know, Bill Murray or Chevy Chase or he's gonna be pretty much on the straight and narrow yeah. until he's not, yeah. I guess, but until someone guess, decides to, you know, get in front of his harm wife, his and, wife then, and that, then you're yeah. going to get smacked, he'll beat the shit out of you, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I was in world war two, like eight times. Right. <laughs> I saved private Ryan. Yeah. Matt Damon owes me his life. Well, yeah. some of that gump strength or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. Knock him over. Yeah. You better just keep running and running. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. how many Hanks jokes can you make? Well, Love I'm, it. A there's, lot, a lot. there's a lot. There's a lot. I was there. excited about this uh, particular bunch, but like, to be honest with you, I don't even remember what the other options were because I was like, how many soundtracks are like listenable worthy? Oh, uh, Matt, you should listen to the one with Mandy. That's okay. fun. <laughs> All right. All right. It's just Toy we Story. Toy, we did Toy oh, Story. Well, yeah, but you got, yeah, Randy Newman. That's, Two songs. That's yeah. it. Everything else is instrumental. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, everything else is instrumental, and yeah. Well, we did we did Apollo thirteen. Okay. Uh, we did the the newest Pinocchio, which is odd. Yeah. yeah. Um, a beautiful uh-huh. day in the neighborhood. Okay. So yeah. I'm going up until today's episode. Uh, Toy Story. Okay. Da Vinci Code with yeah. a youth pastor, which was amazing. Okay. We're recording yeah. that. We're actually recording that tomorrow. I can't wait. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then uh. Prior to yours, we did Philadelphia soundtrack. Okay, all right, that's a deep yeah. one. That Philadelphia is super deep. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. It's probably the saddest soundtrack we've done on yeah. in this in this list here. So, yeah. one of those deals. But we've got some um, more heavy hitters coming. We're oh on, yeah, we got a couple after you. We're en- we're ending with Forrest Gump because okay, yeah, we gotta end with mm-hmm. Gump. Is that like? Isn't that like six albums? deep or it's whatever that two dude, i was looking at it today it's like an hour and 50, the soundtrack yeah. is like an hour and 53 minutes and i'm yeah. like good lord which is about half the length of the movie right yeah, really yes yeah. and, oh, and they actually they cut out a bunch of songs from that man they cut out 17 tracks that could have been that were in the movie that could have been on the soundtrack they just cut them off there yeah. nope, not doing those ones oh man so i i did the research on that today and i was holy cow this is gonna be a long one but i oh, think i own that still Speaking of cutting things out of movies with Tom Hanks, did, which version of this movie did you guys see? Like the extended director's cut or just the standard theatrical? The one that was on Stars. Okay. I watched the extended, the, I think the extended version. Okay. I think that's one on Stars, the one, the one that's streaming. Did you happen to see uh, ex-sports ball player Howie Long in the version that you saw? It would have been uh, Mr. White's uh, Driver. Yes, yes. Okay. I think so, yeah. yeah. So he shows okay. up in the extended cut version, which also uh, implies very strongly that Tom Hanks' character is a homosexual man uh, in the '60s during this the making of this movie. They're apparently they're supposed to be a couple, but it was cut during uh, it was cut for the theatrical release, which we covered oh. all of this back on another episode podcast when we did this movie. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's crazy that that uh, that Howie Long was even in this movie, and then all, basically every oh. instance of him was cut out. And he's Tom Hanks's boy toy. I love yeah, it. I, I guess. Yeah, that's what it. Uh, apparently, that's that was the idea. To be. Okay. Wow. Interesting. I didn't, 
Very progressive yeah. at the time, Mr. Yeah, Hanks. Yeah, Mr. way to go, Hanks Mr. Hanks. And he wrote it, so you know, it might as well. Yeah. It's can't believe that didn't make it past the you know the cutting floor. Come yeah. on, right? <laughs> but a whole different kind of movie. In uh, '96, right? So yeah, that was a that was a little ahead of its time there for a little bit. So I could see why they cut a lot of that out, but I think they left behind a good movie, and it's still quite long too. It is, but it's very good. Yeah, it's very good. So. Uh, Steve, go into a little bit if you've got your Wikipedia facts. You I yourself? thought I clicked unmute, but my cat and dog were going nuts. And I'm not usually in this room when I podcast, so right. I'm not usually eventually what's going on. Stupid. Okay. Lazy try, day. Try so again, Steve. That, yeah, I'll try again. So, so that thing you do. Reference, uh, they would probably rather listen to the cat and the dog fighting than me talking. So if that ever happens again, just <laughs> generally or me. So kind of one of those things, too, oh, depending funny. on the day. So it's a comedy was released on October 4th of 96 uh, can be found. what well, could have been found on Hulu eventually at one point. I'm not sure. Still. Um, I got it. Amazon prime um, directed and written by Tom Hanks. Like I said, both debuts as Matt said before um, the movie follows the rise and the fall of a one hit wonder band called the wonders from the 60s which oh, I kind of the O'Neaters, Steve. Yeah, that's true. Hey, that's the O'Neaters. O'Neaters. Oh yeah. <laughs> I kind of disagree. There were multiple bangers in this movie by that yes. band that yeah. would have gone on to be like at least a decent side B. You know what I mean? If, yeah, if, oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. This is actually in the '60s. This guy, these this these songs would have been rock solid. Yeah, yeah. and it um, wasn't like it happened after they fell apart either. Like though they were like a, still a hot commodity playing on the TV. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They were doing yeah. like. A couple of those B tracks were were really. In fact, we'll get that. We'll get. We there. will get there. Yes. <laughs> now the movie stars. It's it's is a pretty. This is a pretty uh, interesting cast for your your directorial debut. Mm -hmm. You got Liv Tyler, Steve Zahn, Tom Everett Scott, Charlize Theron, Ethan Embry, and Hanks, among just a lot of other people that are in it. This thing is it's packed full of stars. Mm -hmm. Um. It was nominated for the best song Oscar and the Golden Globe, but it lost in both of those. You know who it lost to? Hmm. Avita. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Good old Madonna. Sure. All right. Yeah. So um, critically, it was viewed as viewed as inconsequential was the biggest thing I saw. But it's viewed as a strength because it didn't need to be great cinema to be a great movie. Okay. It's the most underhanded backward backhanded compliment I, I found on Rotten Tomatoes. It's just it's not a great cinema, but it's a great movie. Yeah. Um agreed, now yeah. I did find this very interesting. The, the movie takes place in Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, and the Erie Seawolves, who are a double A Detroit Tigers affiliate, that's sports ball reference, Matt. Nice. Um, they did have a wonders night to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the movie. Um, several cast members actually attended the game and held a panel discussion um, about the movie and the band and whatnot. And then they, they, the event itself actually raised over $25,000 for noticeability, which is a foundation to help kids with dys dyslexia in oh. the Erie area. So um, oh, cool. They did something really cool, and like I said, it was it was based in Erie, Pennsylvania. This so did the band get back together and play? Um, not all of them came. I think it was just Tom Robert Scott and Steve Zahn of oh, okay. the band members. I Which, think Liv Tyler was actually there too, but okay. And I think um, somebody skyped in for that or something too. Like they had mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah, Ethan Embry, I think, showed up. Ethan Embry, I think, showed up via Skype or whatever. But yeah, they did. They, I mean, like I said, they raised 25, over 25 grand just to show up to this double-A baseball game. I thought it was really cool. Now, um, we'll get into the Rotten Tomatoes stuff here in a minute, but um, soundtrack. It's 15 tracks, 42 minutes long, produced by the fictional record label Playtone Records (laughs) with help from Epic Records. Now, the funny thing is the album did actually spring tone the launch of Playtone Records as a actual real record label. Yeah, no, they're like a legit place. Yeah, a legit yeah. record label. It's crazy. And it actually, they produce all of the soundtracks for any Hanks movie since then. Okay. Um, and then some TV oh, shows, yeah. including The Sopranos. Oh. Sopranos' uh, sound or like music is on Playtone Records. Huh. Interesting. It Very does cool. feature songs. Um by the wonders uh tom hanks is on there among other artists as well um but yeah that 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 playtone records actually is a legit record label now it was a joke kind of a thing and then they like this is actually gonna work and it's tom hanks doing tom hanks things um so diversify (laughs) that dude probably owns so much different stuff (laughs) um true yeah probably just as just as royalties from gump i'm sure alone is enough to you know retire on 14 times um so it's hard to figure out what sales and how popular things are one of the things i did look at was the top three streaming songs on spotify on the soundtrack now i we can all guess the first one we all know what number one is it's number one is title track the title track is that thing loving you lots and lots right yeah exactly exactly. yes (laughs) yeah that one has been streamed 27.6 million times Wow. Oh, man. Now, do you guys, do you guys want to guess what the other two are? Oh. oh. I'm going to say the other two are uh, Dance With Me Tonight. That's number two. And probably Little Wild One, I would say, is three. I'll go with either All In My Dreams or even Mr. Downtown because it's just a little different. All In My Dreams is number three. Okay. Dance With okay. Me Tonight is, is uh, 2.3 million streams. Um, all my only dreams is 1.6 million. So it goes from I, 25 down to two. Yeah. I also have a confession to make. Uh, mm-hmm. I've watched this movie several times. I did this movie on my podcast. I watched this movie twice since you guys asked me to do this one. And I had no clue that the name of this damn song was all my only dreams. I thought it yes. was all my lonely dreams for eternity. And now every time I hear it, it breaks my brain. And I'm like, I don't understand why they would call it that. I don't understand. The lyric makes no sense. Yeah. And I love it now. Like it makes it even that much more interesting to me. I was typing this out and I was like, that can't be right. And I was listening to the song just like you. And I was like, that can't be right. And I'm like, then I was like watching the movie and I was like, Wait, it yeah. is only checking the subtitles. Like, like yeah. I'm just like, it is only like, what the hell? And I was like, so I was typing it out. And I'm like, that can't, no, there's no way. Like, it did give my brain a little bit of a, like a break for them. Like, what the hell is that? So, and so, so, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're curious as to what we're talking about, go find the song, go find the movie, leave this playing, go away, and then come back and start it over and play it again. See yes. what I'm doing there, guys? I'm yeah, gonna, I like I appreciate it. I'm getting two plays. I don't want people to pause it and come back. I right. can just leave it in the room playing. Leave it alone. Absolutely. Watch the movie, and then you come back and you say, yeah, it, it should be 
all my lonely dreams. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't right. make any sense at all, but it works. I don't know why, but yeah, it works. I love the song. The song's great, but, mm-hmm. but yeah. that lyric is garbage. It's straight garbage <laughs> and it shouldn't be the title. That's yeah. Yes, I understand. So now we're going to get into our favorite tracks, guys. This is pretty easy. How we do our, we do our podcast here. If you're new to the podcast, we will give you our favorite, our least favorite, and um, our deep cuts while playing a game or two in the midst here. We play one game this month because we can't do the second one. We probably could've we could have with this one, but it's hard to do the Shatner's Poetry Slam and do lyrics when uh, there are no lyrics to sing, like Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Uh, you or Da Vinci. Or Da Vinci. I'll just be singing melodies and y'all will be like, what the hell are you doing? It'll be the home just, game. We're like, or just that get, note. Uh, get a real music nerd on here and just say that like the names of the chords or something. And then yeah. be like, oh, it's <laughs> right. this. It's for sure right. that, that goes, song. Goes to the one, to the four, to the five chord. And then, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I've been screwed. So it's time <laughs> to go too. into our favorite tracks. So yep. Matt, I'm going to start with you. What was your favorite track on the album? This was tough, guys. I'm not going to lie. Uh, there aren't many throwaways on this. So it was Mm-mm. it was tough. It was actually, it might almost have been more difficult to find my least favorite song. Uh, I'm going to go Three. for number one. I'm going to go with Dance With Me Tonight. Big point, point in the movie. I like it. I know it's not even like the lead singer of The Wonders. It's just... Steve's on just killing it, just going after it. I love it. Yeah. That's that's great. It's good. It's a good one. It's, it's swinging, good man. Swinging. It's, it's, it's swinging. <laughs> yeah. Great, great Little Steve's on. All right, like Brandon, it. what about you? Oh man, I ended up picking the first track on the album, Loving You Lots and Lots. Okay. Uh, I did because okay, so complete confession. This is the first time I have ever seen the movie and listened to the soundtrack. Um, and so this one I feel really kind of set the tone for the movie. It kind of got you into that musical mindset, upbeat groove vibe thing that they were kind of going on. And it was just kind of a super catchy song just to kind of lead you. It was like an right. early earworm. Yeah. Yeah. Early earworm to like just kind of grab your attention. And then all of a sudden you get sucked into the to the story. So mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. And I got sucked into the story so much that at one point I was like, why is Tom Hanks not in the movie yet? It took him like in almost like 45 yeah. minutes. It's like, where is he? Well, yeah. You'll be happy to know that he co-wrote that song. So he oh. was kind of there the whole time. Really? He was. I love like you lots and lots. Yeah. He had a yeah. part in a, in a couple of the songs, but that one, nice. I read that one was written as the intro song for, uh, by, by Hanks. So I like nice. it. Very cool. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Dude, I went with the title track. I, I just, I was God, like, I know. Yeah. But the thing, I have a good reason, all right? So I, I couldn't pick another track just to be that guy. I really wanted to. This is a fire track. And the fact they were able to recreate this, like, early 60s sound yeah. in the mid-90s and sound legit like it could have been in the 60s was great. Now, if this track had come out in the 60s, it would have went gangbusters and blew up like it was mm-hmm. it's so good and sure. for a period piece like you're just like what the hell now for like it's easy to write those songs though like this far removed from it yeah just, the, the lyrics are very trite and very like very pointed and it's like mm-hmm. there's no nuance there's no, it's like me and my girl going out on a saturday night and that's all like there's no further <laughs> thought into it you know and i love that I, I and like you look back at them you look back at the genre and you're like yeah i can recreate that and get it going but to make it sound like that legitimate was just like sure okay fantastic like for like the fictional band in a movie this this track actually comes behind my like 
favorite track by a fictional band in a movie is Fever Dog by Stillwater. Yeah. From Almost right. Famous. Oh, yeah. Because Another that was incredibly just incredibly long movie. Yeah. Incredibly. Yes. Incredibly long movie. <laughs> but I will give I will give Hank's credit where Almost Famous only had one track from a uh, fictional band. This one had like seven. Oh, so for sure. they yeah. did a lot more with it. But I mean, just to have that, like some actors come together and learn to actually play and sing it themselves guys aren't known for singing like steve's on to come out here and do this i was just like wow okay mm-hmm. and good after it so i picked that thing you do so but okay. i know i went you chalk. at least gave a good re- you at least gave a decent rate I, so. I fought with it there was like three of them on here i could have picked it but i'm with matt the least there was the hardest one yeah yeah um yeah. with uh that thing you do though which version of it is your favorite the first version not the because the I'm going to get into the other one in a second, but okay, so like you want like the studio version, the studio like version. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. The studio version. My okay. favorite moment in this movie uh, is when a uh, guy picks up the pace uh, at the talent show mm-hmm. and, and um, uh, he's still lagging uh, behind. Uh, Jimmy is still trying to sing the right way or his right way his he's way. Still, yeah. He's dragging the song the whole time. And guy is just, just driving the song forward. And both uh, the bass player and Steve Zahn are just trying to kind of keep up with it. And watching Ethan Embry, like, relearning how to play the bass at that speed <laughs> on, in the film is so funny. And I love it so much. And it, that if, if I had to pick a version of that song, that's the one in the film, just because of its relation to the film that, yeah. that I love yeah. the most. No, for sure. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a fantastic part of the movie. And just like- that was a, I mean, that was a pivotal moment for that track. It was literally the shifting part where it's like this is going to go from a ballad to a driving like pop song pop yeah yeah pop song so and and yeah you could tell and he was just playing the room like oh uh, yeah i was like this room is dead everyone wants to go home let's kick it up a notch and see what happens although that scene though is the flaw in the movie for me because i do not believe that jimmy would have ever allowed that to happen like with as much control over he had with everything with his music he would have absolutely thrown his guitar down and walked off stage before he would have let him ruin the song that way, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it makes me wonder how many like great songs in the world that there, there could be if, if they were given the opportunity to sort of redo or change the, like even just the tempo in this song made it go (laughs) from like a ho-hum. I don't care about this song to like a banger, uh, like a movie anthem, you know what I mean? So it's fun. I like it. It is oh, for fun. sure. Absolutely. So, Steve, Matt, yes. it's time to play a game. Hey. It's time for the Wonder Wang. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wang, let's play Wang. Let's play Wang. What association and game. Wang, what association and game. Wang, Wang. All right, guys. So if you don't know what we're playing, we are playing the word association name game. And I have taken two tracks from the album and I've kind of either rearranged the words or added a phrase to something. And what Matt and Steve have to do is guess the song title based on the stupid, stupid clue that I created for these tracks. Am so, I allowed to have the track list in front of me? for Yeah, this? you 100% should. 100% are. Yeah, you should absolutely. have it in front of you. <laughs> yep. I can try to wing it, but I don't know that I'd make it. Nope, you're good. Uh, It's okay. So here's the first one, guys. What my kid says when they are impatient. 
drive faster. Yes, sir. Actually, that hey. is it. Drive faster. Go. Good job, Steve. Time to blow. No, that's bad. time to blow. Hold All my right. hand. Hold my hand. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. My right. or your daughter. My world is over. Would work on that one as well. That's true. Yeah, that one hundred percent. Very dramatic. <laughs> All three of them, just super dramatic. Oh, all right. Next one. <laughs> Sucking clock. Um, Liv Tyler reference here. Sucking clock. Yeah. Uh, that thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well. <laughs> it's got to be time to blow. Yeah. It has got to be time, time to, to blow. Time yeah. to blow. Yeah. Oh, I had to little... make sure that I emphasized clock and not sucking. Yeah. Cl- yeah. Oh, no. We, we got it. Oh yeah, for sure. L in there. Yeah, yeah, there's, an yeah L. there's a very important L for sure. Um, so speaking of important L's, guys, let's talk about our least favorite track. You, just, you uh, just took an L. I did 100. <laughs> percent Um, so I'll start with my least favorite, and I picked okay. "Hold My Hand, Hold My Heart." Okay, I did. Um, now I understand why this song is here, both in the album or in, on the album in in the movie, just right along with Mr. Downtown. You know, it's part of the tour. It's part of the act um, with the wonders. But for me, this is one of those things where if I were to go to a concert, like an actual concert like this, this would be the song. It's not a bad song, but it's one of those songs where I would have probably checked my phone, not during this time because it's like the 60s. But sure. you know what I mean? Nowadays, I would check I my phone. You would have got a drink. Got a drink, go to the bathroom. This style of music is just not really up my alley. Yeah. So that for me is the reason. It's not a bad song. It's just my more skippable or I'll go do something else for a while track. So Matt, let's head it over to you. What was your least favorite track? First of all, I need to disagree with your your choice. Okay. Uh, it's a do for it. Great song. Chantrelines, another fictional band. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I just, I like it. I like their choreographed dancing. I like the little claps off to the side. Yeah, yeah. And I love that Ethan Embry learned, like watched them so hard that he like learned the dance also. Yeah. So he could do it from backstage. It was right. it's great. And it was nice for him to have like a little fleeting love interest in the movie with the Chantrelines mm-hmm. there. Yes. Right. All right. Yes. Bad, bad song for me. It's going to be Drive Faster. Okay. Hated it. The worst lyrics of all of the songs in the movie. Yeah. Uh, even Mr. Downtown had some pretty dumb lyrics, but this one mm-hmm. really kills it. Uh, terrible lyrics. It's just like cookie cutter, like that beach pop sort of a lot of tremolo, a lot of weird whammy bar stuff going on in the song. Yeah. Uh, and just not not great. Not a, not a fan. Again, it's probably a style of music. I just am not into this song in particular. Sure. Uh, I feel like it had a place in the film, I guess. But, you know, if I had to leave anything off of this list, that's the one for me. That's the one. I can I can appreciate that. I can see that for sure. Steve, what about you, man? I went with I Need You. Oh. It was nitpicky, but uh Jonathan Sheck's voice, just that whiny when he slowed down, it just got me. The rehash of that thing you do mm-hmm. threw me off as well, like listening to it. And then like I wasn't a huge fan of the slower tracks like that was there, but for me, this is the most skippable. Like, I don't skip all my only dreams because I misunderstood the lyric yeah, as well. Right. But yeah. it's not bad. It just doesn't do anything for me. It's one of those things that's like, okay, I know what's here. It makes sense. You know, you want to tell Liv Tyler the things you want to tell her, and it's perfectly fine for me. But, you know, I just, hmm. coming right after all my only dreams, and then those, those two, like, back-to-back, I'm like, 
Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna skip this one. I feel like they did that. Like they intentionally needed to put it as far away from both sides of that thing you do as possible mm-hmm. in the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So like they kick it right in the center between right the, the studio version and the live version toward the end. Yeah. And yeah. we're like, yeah, it's got to go here if it's going to go anywhere. But. If it's going to get in there, it's got to go here. And I understand why it's there. Like I said, it's not a bad part in the movie, him singing it. It's just like listening to just the just straight soundtrack. I'm like, nope. I, I did, did it twice. I listened to the soundtrack at work, probably on, on repeat, like five or six times. Yeah. Just because it was playing and it, it goes by so fast and so easy. Mm-hmm. You do soundtracks bother you guys in the way that they bother me that I expect the songs to come in the order that they were in the yes. movie? Yes. And yes. so if I'm expect, if I hear that, you know, a song and the, the next one canonically in the film, like if it does not come out next, it throws me off. I'm like, yes. why? Cause I always am at, I equate these songs to their, the, the portion of the movie that they were in. So mm-hmm. now it's got me jumping around from scene to scene instead of watching this across the film, you know? And yeah. I don't know if maybe, if I like rearrange the tracks myself and listen to it the way that they show up in the film, if it would make a difference as far as the listenability of the soundtrack, maybe, I don't know, but I'm sure right. someone put a lot of thought into the order of these songs the way they are, but I just don't, I don't know if I, I like it that way. It always throws me off a lot. I agree. Yeah. I'm the same way. I would much prefer to just listen to the album as I hear it in the movie. So that right. way I can play the movie in my head while we're, while I'm listening. You know, we can't always get what we want, apparently, but, you know, whatever. So, Steve, it is time for some Rotten Tomatoes. It is time for some Rotten Tomatoes. Looking at Rotten Tomatoes, now, I'll ask the question. This should be pretty easy, but is this is this movie certified fresh? Do you guys believe it's certified fresh? Yeah, I think so. It should be if it's not. It is. So you're okay. good there. What do you think? We'll go with critics first. What do you think the critics score gave it? percentage wise is that i don't i forgive me i don't remember what so, the scale is it is out of rotten tomatoes is, is, is up to 100 percent. so it's okay. it's all percentage so it's both critics and audience scores it's out of 10 basically one out of 10 but they give it a, up to 100 percent. so a 10 out of 10 would be 100 percent okay what do you I'm think gonna go na- i'm gonna go 92 percent okay i feel like it i feel like it needs to have been somewhere in the upper 80s if not yeah, I would say it's got to be. It, it has to be holding there somewhere. Yeah, but it's so you're, a big deal, right? You're really close, Brian. It's ninety-three. Okay. Oh, all right. Now, what do you think the audience gave it? Oh, I, I, mm, I want to say that they. Ugh. I'm going to say that they didn't like it as much as the critics did. I'll go eighty-eight. Okay. okay. I don't. Uh, yeah, would this be considered critically acclaimed? I don't know if this is like. This had to have had a fan base behind it. The, uh, I think the album or the song hit 20, I think I read. The mm-hmm. song hit number 20 in the top uh, it did. 100. Yeah, and in the Billboard 200, yeah. Yeah, so it's got to be, I mean, it was popular with the audience too, I would suspect. No one's mm-hmm. going to listen to the song unless it's in relation to the film, I would think. Uh, it's got to be fairly popular still. So I would say probably pretty equal to what the critics had said, I hope. Not. Dang it. Audience went 78%. 78%? Yeah, I couldn't figure it out either, but 78%. Wow. Yeah. I, need a, I need a list of terrible movies that are listed higher than that. Is what I, that's what, and yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of them. Yeah, right? There's there's a lot what of them. Do really, you really think this movie is worse than, you know, blank or whatever? 
Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I it yeah 78% on that one. I couldn't I, I couldn't believe it was that low either. I would have guessed around mid 80s too. Yeah. Um, on this one, I don't. It's not perfect, but it's it's really good. But yeah, so yeah, 93 for uh the critics, which I think is fair, and 78 for the audience, which I don't understand. Yeah, like, I'm trying to decide what the bad part of this movie is. I mean, there's a few parts that are kind of rough to deal with. I don't know if I like or can like fully invest in Liv Tyler's monologue at the end uh i don't it's know if I hard to it. invest in Liv tyler yeah i don't know if i need it yeah she is kind of a blank slate in most, yeah. most movies it's yeah, yeah. Um, she kind of plays the same character when she's like in armageddon or even sure. in lord of the rings or this she's just no kind emotion of, yeah everything's happening around her and she's not really affected by it until she is and then yeah and then we like, get thinking about it Liv tyler really does play she's like ben stiller she plays one character <laughs> yeah yeah did you guys ever watch the strangers Yes. Yeah. Greatest, it's one of the greatest scary movies of all time. I love it. Yes. Yeah. But she is very much that too. She's just kind of unaffected until she's, she's not, and then she's the whole world's crashing down around her. Yeah. Completely so. aloof until until yeah. 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 For sure. All right. <laughs> well, that's like enough it. Liv Tyler talk. Look at this. Right. Sorry, Liv, if you're listening. Which hopefully you are. I mean, yeah, you never know. She's got. You be. never know. For sure. She's probably she's probably a huge fan, Steve. You never know. I would I would hope so. Constantly Googling her own name and anytime it shows up on a podcast, give it a listen. You know, you know let's go. Yeah, for sure. So, so speaking of uh people and things that are deep, I don't know. That's a terrible thing. She's transition. very service level. Right. Nice, nice segue. Yeah. She's I like deep. it. My my seguis are not good at all. Um <laughs> so let's let's talk about our deep cut tracks, guys. Steve, start us off, man. What was your deep cut track? Dude, I went with one of the instrumentals, uh, the Shrimp Shack, man. Shrimp Shack. Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack shooters. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, dude, I love this track. I love the scene in the movie, too, but I'm a sucker. Just pretend like you're still playing yeah, just, I love but, the, but the music stopped what do we do just pretend like you're still playing they and get to keep the wardrobe is the best part you get to, yeah, you get to keep the wardrobe. the wardrobe but the best thing for me was pretend you're still playing and steve zahn goes freaking ham on that saxophone man he's just <laughs> like he the actually back, starts like, playing it he's he's in the back like air humping one of the, the go-go dancers in the back like really going after it man he's, lost boys moment there yeah, it is a lot, of, a lot of thrusting and there was a yeah. lot of thrusting going on less oil though yes yeah and, and not bad. as many muscles but it was okay <laughs> but like the music model for our podcast should be more sax more fun we are a big saxophone yeah. podcast here yeah. i do i do love a, the it gives me a little bit of like a surfer benny hill vibe which i am actually okay yeah. with mm-hmm. but and it, that may be why it makes the cut but still the scene with steve's on i'm just like watching them and then this like cheesy, the cheesy thing, and I'm like, "What's he call? Does he call himself like Dizzy Gillespie or something?" He's like, yeah. "Look at me, guys!" And then he like bleeps out something on the, yeah, yeah. which is hilarious. The because plan, Dizzy yeah. is, is, which is hilarious because Dizzy's a trumpet player. Yeah, yeah, he just, might not have said. I don't know. What well, he said, right, but it was but definitely. Yeah, yeah, it was something stupid because it's a, just Steve a Zahn. weird reference. Yeah, a Steve Zahn comedic reference for yeah. sure. And it was probably like off the cuff and they just kept it in because it's just <laughs> something he did. But it was like, right. this, like, act like you're still playing. That dude never stopped acting like he was still playing. Like, no. Everybody else is like stopping. He's just in the back, like going up the go dancers. I'm like, <laughs> oh gosh, there's no way. Right. But I mean, how many old TV shows did you see that, that actually happened in? And it was like perfect. Yeah. I don't know. I love. I loved the. And plus, you can't go wrong with Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters as a, as a band name. 
It's an amazing band name. So, Matt, what about you? What was your deep cut or B, B, B track? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Downtown. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> Big fan. Uh, I loved his part in the film. Uh, he's just like kind of the, the host and transition guy between artists in the uh, the cavalcade of, of artists in the Playtone galaxy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, yeah, when he comes out, so guy comes up to him and he's like, I've got all your albums and I love this. And just starts singing his own song to the guy. Mm-hmm. And then the transition from him singing it like really poorly to then uh, what is his name? Freddie Fredrickson or whatever. Freddie Fredrickson. Yeah. Things that on stage, it's perfect transition. Love the song. And I'm a big fan of like secret agent man or all of those like real swinging. Oh sort yeah. Of, like the loungy story songs from back in the day. Hey, Jen, man. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. it Mr. Downtown could have very well been like a, a James Bond theme song back then. For sure. Oh, yeah. So I, I was a big fan. Love it. I like it every time it comes on the, the movie, sing along with it every time. And it makes me mad that that type of music is popular at all because it's, it's just so easy to sing. Like, yeah. if you can sing at all, you can sing that kind of music pretty yeah pretty easily right. um and so that's what makes me mad about people like michael buble and, and that sing that style of that, that lounge sort of like hey everybody like here comes the next hit you know yeah and, uh, right which which makes me laugh because like artists like richard cheese who does popular <laughs> yeah. music in a lounge style is amazing but it yeah. doesn't take a whole lot to do it he can just but it's so funny to hear it and it's great that's it. Sure. That's Mr. Downtown. Could have been number one. It, honestly, it could have been number one, but it's we'll stick it in there at the, the sleeper. I like, I like it. it. Brandon, what like about you? For sure. I, I picked time to blow as my deep cut. Um <laughs> I did, guys. Uh I I just I love jazz. Jazz is like a kind of like my it's like a pat like a passionate genre of music that not many people probably know about me. Okay. But I, I love jazz and I love jazz piano. And this song to me is kind of a great representation of what a musician can creatively do when given a chord progression and just go for it, mm-hmm. sure. you know? Um, so that pian- I mean, the pianist who's playing can just kind of move effortlessly along the keys, just makes for a fun listen too. And, you know, the thing is this was kind of like just improv they were just kind of bullshitting on the keys and, you know, each performance, the thing about improv that I like is that each performance that they do for whatever track is different and the, it's going to be different no matter what. The unfortunate and fortunate thing is that this one was recorded, so it's going to always be there. But this was kind of that cool, chill track to listen to. And I, I, I love vibing to it. So Time to Blow was, was my deep cut. So I like it. I just, yeah. You know what bothers me? I like jazz also, but I'm always afraid to say that I like jazz because then I'm afraid I'm going to get the follow up questions of like, oh, well, who's your favorite musician or like what type of jazz or whatever? It's a very like, uh, I don't know. It just seems like it's above my level of like a true fan of jazz seems like they know a lot more about music than I do. And so I always feel like I'm like that imposter syndrome of like, I'm only saying I like jazz because people think it's cool, but I, uh, I really do enjoy it. I just don't know a ton about it. Like it's, yeah, I've gotten some records recently. My daughter, uh, acclaimed to be into jazz recently. Nice. And we're like, let's try it out. Let's see if you like it. So we went out and bought a bunch of records and we got some, you know, of the iconic, whatever jazz oh, yeah. 
standards and things that we tried yeah, to listen yeah. to and stuff. I was a big fan. She, however, was like, eh, maybe I'm not into jazz. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah. uh, but she's, yeah, she's young. It's okay. It. Right. Yeah. She's exploring. I like it. That's why Absolutely. we went out and bought it. Give it a shot. Tomorrow, she was like, I'm super into ska. I'd be out tomorrow buying a bunch of ska records. So well, you, Heck you, yeah. you, you nurture that all day long. That's true. Yeah. We, we can't let that die. With oh, this no. Generation. That one. Yeah. You right. don't like this, Ben. We'll find more. Don't worry. We'll find more ska. Yeah. We'll There's find more, ska. more ska. You can put jazz to the side. That's fine. Yes. Ska. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. We got, we got brass and there. We're good to go, man. Let's Absolutely. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh man. All right, guys. Let's uh let's start you know putting our final thoughts into this one. Give it an arbitrary rating from one to ten. Steve, why don't you start us off, man? Sure, man. So that thing you do isn't a like it's it's not a movie that you would think is like in the like mecca of like fantastic cinema. It's not meant to be that though. It's a little sticky, it's slapstick. But it captures the area, the era of like this musical kind of emergence very, very well. Now, to be embellished at times, it, it, it's a lot of knocks. I was super embellished. Most movies are embellished. What the hell? Plus, it's in the 90s. Everything was embellished in the 90s. <laughs> I mean, it just is. Um, the soundtrack, though, is pretty good. And for having this pretty much made up of all fictional bands, like, it's it's really good mm-hmm. for like these songs were written for this movie performed by musicians we didn't ever hear of some of them being actors um it takes guts to do something like that and to have it your directorial debut your your writing debut and you actually help write songs here mm-hmm. like tom hanks put himself out there like he was riding and, the and, high and he acted in it too mm-hmm. and he acted well he was riding the high of philadelphia and gump and apollo 13 and he's just like Fuck it. If this, if this sucks, I mean, nah, I'm not going to go hungry tomorrow. It's okay. Right. Do whatever he wants. So he kind of had some like, he had the, you know, he had but some money in the also, bank. But he also doesn't always do, he's got more good movies than he's got bad ones. For sure. He doesn't, you he know. doesn't, doesn't do a stinker very often. He's no. got a couple, but he doesn't do one very often. Pinocchio, uh, sucks. Pinocchio anyway. was terrible. Um, yeah, that movie's awful. But uh, to, the soundtrack for me was good because for a good soundtrack, I think if you listen to the actual soundtrack without watching the movie, it makes you remember the movie, then the soundtrack's a win. Automatically, it's a win. And if you can like pick up scenes in your head of a movie you may have watched 15 years ago and you're like, I haven't seen that movie in so long, but that song right there, I know exactly what's going on. I know what's happening. And you cue that scene up in your head and you're like, yup, that soundtrack works. And this one did it to me. The first time I listened to the soundtrack, I was just like, yup, I'm going to watch this movie now. But I was, and I was laughing. Like I caught the jokes before they even came. And I was just like, I remember I haven't seen the movie in 15, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it worked. Um, So it was, it was entertaining. It was fun. And for that, man, I gave it an eight out of 10. I love the movie. I love the soundtrack, but solid eight, solid eight for me. I like it. I like it. Matt, what about you, man? What are your final thoughts on this one? Uh, I think, so this is one of those ones where like as a standalone album, like were it not for the film, this is a garbage album, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It, mm-hmm. There's music from all genres and it's kind of, but not different enough. Like if you were to take the soundtrack from say Forrest Gump and just listen to it, like it's music, that's great. Right. But yeah. playlist, but the, yeah, like it's just someone's playlist. Right. Yeah. But this movie, uh, removed from the the movie or this this soundtrack removed from the movie not great i'd give it like a three right i mean it's got some bangers in there but that's unless you're familiar with the film right but because it's 
based around this film so much and it was created specifically for the film and a lot of these fictional artists were manufactured for the plot of the film which is great that all being part of it for me makes this movie or makes this soundtrack amazing like i, I love the fact that it even exists mm -hmm. um the only thing it's missing is the scene from the contest when those uh that band was playing like the tijuana brass type music oh there yeah, that, <laughs> oh, that, yeah. That, that does not make reference in the soundtrack so oh, for that reason alone uh i'm gonna drop it down to like pro i'll probably go with like an eight also but if that were in there it's a solid nine plus yeah for sure yeah need me some some tijuana brass or just some extra like those old lawrence welk like transition bands that like they would open a curtain and it's just some dude playing the trumpet for a while Right. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, we, we missed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? What was your final thoughts, bud? Um, so this movie and soundtrack, man, they're both really good. But Matt, I completely agree with you. If 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 it was just the soundtrack, it would not be good. But they they it very much they they go hand in hand together. So um I think the casting in this moving movie was solid um all the way around. The music that was done, the fact that these bands were all fictionalized was super cool and i do like the fact that the the soundtrack in the movie they do dabble in other popular genres of that time um and didn't solely focus on what the wonders were doing with that with their sound it kind of mixed in other stuff too um i would 100 percent recommend watching this movie if you haven't already and then subsequently listening to this album um, if you want to live on the edge, listen to the album first and then watch the movie. See how that goes for you. Uh, but uh, for me, I'm actually going to give it a little bit more of a bump than you guys did. Not too much, just a half a bump. And we'll go eight and a half out of ten. So it's the first we're time all, you saw the movie. So way to go, man. We're all, we're all right there. So yeah, yeah. With you watching this movie for the first time, is this a good movie? I think so. I will watch it again. So it's not just the nostalgia factor for me that I really love it. It's It would be a good movie at first viewing. It probably. would be a good movie. Yes. And I think, yeah. it, you know, it's my wife's not really a Tom Hanks fan. So like when we started doing this, I was like, hey, you want to watch a bunch of Tom Hanks movies with me? And she's <laughs> like, mm, probably not. But then I put oh, this on. a good one to start with. Yeah. yeah. So we put this one on and she was, you know, reading her book, but also I could see her kind of watching the TV a little bit. So it's catchy. Yep. you know so it's, yeah, this, it's this, one get you, it's, this one get you good it's get you because you can appreciate it for for the music aspect of it it's sure. not just like a dull like philadelphia for example that's a that's a movie yeah like that's it's cinema a, that's right this is more upbeat fluffy has some moments but you know overall it just kind of rides the happy wave so and i feel like it's fairly accurate like they they, they kind of depict that sort of rise and fall of those of those bands in the 60s that were sort of swept up by a record company that was trying to print as many records as they could get and then yep. off to the next one they go mm -hmm. and even like the liner notes at the end of this movie was like uh, uh jimmy went on to go back to playtone records again even after he quit with his band the herdsman uh, oh yeah like three three more number one hits or something so right i do feel like it was just churning out these hits as much as possible and didn't care who fell in in between was just right. we got to get more money we got to get more music we got to have these hits baby yeah yeah absolutely absolutely who's your favorite character i know we're not doing Ooh, that's a good i just we're going back to my my roots no here. no you do no, you, you're man. good man um and it doesn't oh, have man. to be the main four or five no. you know what i mean we can, we can i kind of like i kind of like the bellhop 
Oh, sure. I think if I remember right, this movie was supposed to be written more so around the viewpoint of the bellhop. Okay. As like that mystical sort of like, like he, cause he kind of becomes that in the film toward the end. He yeah. gets a couple of those asides to the camera and kind of winks to let you know he's sort of orchestrating this whole love story and all right. this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So but, for me, and he, and he also just kind of brought another comedic aspect to, sure. to, to the plot and to the story, you know, once, once everybody started breaking up and then Steve was kind of gone, you know, he kind of, that, this guy comes in at the end, you yeah. know, and then he obviously breaks that fourth wall by looking at the camera yeah. and, Especially ending the movie the way that he does, yeah. just you're just looking at it. That's so. what I do, or whatever. Right. Yeah, right. And then, yeah, I love it. Right. So for me, I liked him. I like the bellhop. So cool. yeah. What about you, Steve? Lenny. Yeah. yeah. Steve's yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. You know, I didn't realize that Colin Hanks is in this though. Yeah, he's the he helps Liv Tyler into the theater at the end. Yeah, of he's the male page. Yeah. But I mean, oh. I haven't even mentioned like Brian Cranston's in this, like yep. Kevin yeah. Pollock's in this. Like, there's so many. Even like a very young Giovanni Ribisi is in this, which plays a yeah. great, great role in the movie. That like the split second decision that makes him lose out on everything. Like he could be, right. he could have been a part, although to be fair, he would have played at the slow version at the dance. So it would never would have gotten this big. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just his, his sort of torment of missing out on all of this awesome stuff that his buddies are going through because he broke his arm. I also right. want to give give Tom a shout out for putting Clint Howard in there too. He got Clint yeah. Howard in. Yeah. He yeah. Gave the old Ron Howard, the old the old give a dog a bone. He got Clint Howard in the movie. So I love the uh boss Vic Koss, uh mm-hmm. Kevin Pollock in this movie. Just so like aggressive and angry, but like really hyped up and ready to like sell whatever he's trying to sell, whether it's you know, mattresses or or the n- tickets to the next show that he's putting on. Right. I love yeah. it. The greatest of all time. And I still quote him several times too. And no one ever knows what it is. Like if you're just all tensed up, he does that like Abby the rub, give me the rub. Like when he's trying to get her to like rub his shoulders. Yeah. And I say Abby the rub, give me the rub all the time. And no one ever knows what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> That's and funny. It sounds oh, like I think, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna start doing that, man. I think I'm gonna start just inserting movie quotes whenever yeah. things are going. So I think the next time I make like a really big decision and have to sign a paper or something, I'm gonna be like, guys, we're in the back of a camper. Let's just sign this thing and let's go. <laughs> of a really nice camper. Yeah, <laughs> right. A really nice camper. The thing's rocking on the uh-huh. side of the <laughs> and Jimmy's like, I'm I'm reluctant to sign anything involving my music. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Just sign the thing. You We're in the back Just of a nice camper. Picture. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. So Matt, Isaac shows up in this movie. Uncle yeah. Bob. Yep. With, the, oh my with God. the claps in the background at the church. God, this movie has everything. It does. It has everything. And it, I mean, it's, watch it's this little movie. snippets of just, it's just so good. A lot of it's super brilliant. It's yeah. genius. So. Um, guys, that was uh, that thing you do soundtrack slash movie ultimately, because, you know, you can't talk about one without talking about the other. So um, unless some of us who, uh, you know, some of these reviews, Steve, either me or you haven't watched the movie and then we just go based on the soundtrack. So that's uh, interesting to do. Yeah, I, w- I would be it would be weird to. S- OK, that happened. To, and I know I'm derailing again, but you're fine. Uh, I listened to the, the soundtrack to rent uh, just the soundtrack had no clue what the, the film was or what the play was about sure. watching, mm-hmm. watching the movie, having no idea what any of it was about. We, I did see the play before I saw the movie, but I had listened to the soundtrack for years 
and had no idea what like the context were for those songs and stuff. Yeah. In oh, fact, wow. I was under the impression I didn't know that Angel was a man uh for until I saw the play, really, I think. Uh and it so it was just a crazy experience watching or listening to it first and then seeing it. Same thing happened with Avenue Q. Yeah. I listened to the soundtrack to that for years before I ever got a chance to see it on stage. That's a fun it, one though. Such a crazy out. experience to seeing seeing it depicted rather than just listening to the soundtrack so yeah. it would be interesting to, to listen to a film soundtrack first before watching the movie that would be crazy but i did that. Do that you yeah. did do that i did that and uh it did uh, it's 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 something so it's something, it's it's something. i did it for i i did it with our review of apollo 13 steve did it with for uh, pinocchio pinocchio so. okay which so have my review of seen, pinocchio uh have you still not seen apollo 13 i've seen it it's been about Oh, okay. 10, 12 years, but it's. I, I tried watching yeah. Pinocchio. It didn't work. Yeah. Pinocchio, no. Am I right? Yeah, yeah there it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting that, for the, the Guillermo del Toro you, version. Matt, I'm going to insert a slide where it goes, can you do that? Because that's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio, no. Yeah. It's going to happen for sure. That's going to happen. Yeah. And, but we have to then take out this part referencing. Otherwise, it's going to just. It's just well, he'll cut gonna, it away. I'll yeah. figure it out. I'm the master. <laughs> and, and just leave it all in. We don't yeah, just leave it all in. Fuck it. Yeah. Yep. For Love sure. it. So, well, absolutely. So, no, we're good. So, just looking at the calendar of when this is dropping, um, this actually drops on November 22nd. So, we are uh, inching our way ever to the actual, uh, I was going to say Thanksgiving, but uh, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the what Friday before third Tuesday before Tuesday, Tuesday. week Tuesday uh, before two two the week but I don't know when this is it's the week None of Thanksgiving of the twenty second no it's the week of words. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving's in two days dude oh right. whatever so we have an episode coming out tomorrow though we do, oh yeah that's right we do but uh, we do we have the Grammy nominations that are dropping tomorrow and Steve and I are gonna make bets on uh, who's gonna win who's gonna lose and uh, I don't know what the what bets that's gonna end be, up with being yeah be something but anyway guys Whether this someone's uh, gonna get slapped in the face or or a speech interrupted or any of that stuff you should yeah yeah stuff like big that money on that stuff yeah yeah absolutely I like so, it. Yeah, so Matt, this one's dropping. Uh, well, it's dropping today when people are listening, but uh, at time of recording, this one's dropping on November twenty second. Do you have anything publicly, as far as comedy wise, that you want to promote around that time, or uh, what other stuff you have going on? Uh, so for comedy stuff, the only thing I've got in the books that far out is going to be a date that I have in January up in, I think it's in Cadillac, Michigan, somewhere up north that way. Um, just find me on Facebook and I'll post about it before the show happens. So sometime yeah. around we'll November, share it I'll let too. you know. Uh, but otherwise, right now and whenever you get a chance, head over to my Etsy store. That is true. I've been making these polymer clay gnomes, making gnomes and uh, earrings and desk little little figurines and pen holders and uh, business card holders, all kinds of nonsense, all out of polymer clay. It's all handmade by me. It was something I started doing during the pandemic with my daughter, and then my daughter just gave up on it. And I was like, well, hey, we got all this polymer clay left over. Let's try to make something out of it. And off I went. So I made so much garbage during the pandemic that my wife was like, you need to figure out some way to get rid of some of this stuff. Uh, so she opened up an Etsy store for me and you can find it at Etsy. Uh, my store name is uh, barefoot gnome, mm-hmm. no S just barefoot gnome. So if you go to Etsy and look that up, you can find it there uh, or it's linked all over my stuff. If you find Matt Harper on social media, anywhere uh you can go to my tiktok to look at the most of the stuff the content there are the things i'm making to post on the etsy store 
Yep. So it's a lot of like making stuff out of polymer clay. And you can find me on TikTok at Matt Harper Art, which is where I post a lot of my art stuff, which is and we'll share all that too, guys. I mean, you'll yeah. find you'll find us over there. Uh, we've shared the Barefoot Gnome uh, Etsy store on our page a few times. You haven't checked it out yet. It will probably drop right around this one as well. We'll share it again. Yeah. Um, it, support it's, this guy, man. He's doing all kinds of fun is, stuff. He always been creative. Yeah. And always been artsy fartsy. I you know, no matter of what. Some sort, yeah. Yeah. Just everything. So check out this guy's stuff. It's it's super cool. I was we'll super intrigued best. with. What? To get it, to, we'll just we'll do our best to get it to you before Christmas because I know it's very close to Thanksgiving right now when you're listening yes. to this. Yes. So, Order yeah. soon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I I was super intrigued by by your 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 corn corn gnome. Yeah. Like it, and making all those little bits of corn kernels. I'm I was like so enamored with that video. I was like, holy <laughs> shit! Like, that's the, the amount of patience that you ha- must have had for that. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to ride whatever TikTok like, um, yeah, thing is happening, like a current deal that's like sweeping through TikTok. If yes. I can figure out some way to equate that with a gnome of some kind that I can make, uh, it usually does better, uh, in the algorithm. It usually ends up getting a lot more views. So. The gnome, yeah. the gnome thirst trap. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Find me on gnome talk. Yeah. <laughs> Only uh, yeah. fans. Only, gnomely fans. <laughs> yes. There we go. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, write you know? yeah, that down. Just, yeah. <laughs> t- time to blow, guys. Time to blow. Right. Anyway. Oh man. <laughs> so uh Steve, you're laughing, so I'm just gonna go into our socials. Guys, you can find That's us. The best. Yeah. You can go to uh, Instagram and Facebook. Those are our two biggest places that you can find us. Uh, we are technically on Twitter, but who gives a shit about Twitter? I don't. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't posted anything on Twitter relevant in months ever yeah. since elon bought it yeah it's been it's been a long time uh but you can also find the no, uh the podcast notes goats podcast on tiktok guys we are there at notes goats pod you can find us on instagram at notes goats pod and obviously just search the notes goats podcast on facebook we are there posting hilarious memes videos all sorts of fun stuff so uh, and then you can, from finding the podcast page, you can find steve and i on tiktok our own individual tiktoks um, are linked there as well Steve, we are coming in. This is the um, are the third to last uh, Hanks movie that we've got coming, man. Well, you got two more. Two more, both of which uh, should be with guests. I'll say that now because both of them still haven't confirmed, but that's fine. Um, it is what it is. But uh, we've got two more coming. Both of them are heavy hitters. It's going to be awesome. And then, guys, we head into December. And the 12 pods of Christmas third annual where Steve and I do 12 Christmas episodes in a month. That's right. You're going to listen to us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, whether you like it or not. Yeah, really packing them in there. Yeah, We're really packing them in. So, you know, this is the third time we're doing it and people still create Christmas music. So it is what it is. Uh, and we've got a lot of things going on for Christmas this year, Steve. A little bit of everything from uh, yes, boy bands to uh, glee clubs to Star Wars. So we'll we'll leave a it little there. bit of everything. A little bit of everything. So, uh, guys, this one uh, is is done, and um, that's gonna be it. So uh, <laughs> this is the Notes from Goats podcast. Matt, thanks for coming and hanging out with us, man. We uh, we Thank super appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Go give these guys a five-star review on anything that you're listening to. Five stars yeah. every See, time. Every time. Every time. I appreciate that because I don't I don't even tell us. I don't even tell our fans to do that. Yeah. So absolutely. Uh, so got, yeah, it does help. 
Um, it helps boost us up in the ratings. I just, yeah. I really want to just see the podcast in the music commentary platform just yeah. once when I scroll on, on Amazon, yeah. just on the list so I can take a screenshot and be like, hey, my, I made it. You yeah. know, so, but guys, this has been the Notes of Goats podcast for that thing you do. Steve, I don't know what I was going to say, but whatever. I'm Brandon. I'm Steve. And that's Matt. I'm and Matt. We, and Matt. And we and Matt. That thing we did. That thing we did. Bye. Oh. <laughs> Notes for goats. Notes for goats. Notes for goats. Notes for goats.